thinking that entire song fits us. <laughs> Welcome to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your co-host, and you've got returning to the microphone, the golden More <laughs> Than Money microphone, fresh off her international tour, answering financial questions around the globe. <laughs> Ms. Alyssa Young. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome back. Well, thanks. It's great to be back. You had fun? I had a wonderful time. Sicily is uh, pretty cool, huh? It's awesome. Mm. It's. Um, I'll tell you, the best way to travel is when you get to mix touristy sightseeing with visiting family. So uh, we got to spend a lot of quality time with my Sicilian relatives while seeing the beautiful landscapes and um, historical relics and eating fresh fruit off the trees and um, gelato. Yeah, I heard a lot about gelato. I just, just saying. Well, when you're in Sicily, you're supposed to have gelato twice a day. That's like the our, you know, unwritten Who knew? Rule. I'm Sicilian. Mm. Who knew? Well, have you been to Sicily? No. no. When you go, you'll know. You're supposed to have gelato but twice was, a day. I would have gelato twice a day here. <laughs> well, we, we did not accomplish that, but we had it at least once most days. And I have withdrawal of from gelato right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you run while you were there? I did. Um, oh. I think five of the days I ran, I did yoga one day and a strength workout the other day but um it's very hilly in bolognetta very hilly so it and hot <laughs> the first half of our trip the temperature was about 100 degrees or more so Ooh. it was already in the 80s in the morning i would get up early to run and it was already hot and sunny and um and hilly did i mention the hills <laughs> <laughs> so um it was um it was a challenge but that's good um one of my cousins helped me find a route that um, was a little less drastic with the elevation change. So I had to drive up the mountain and then run up there. Mm. And it was kind of a out and back, like repeat my course a couple times to get my mileage in. But it was um, it was a little more manageable than what I was doing in town. But uh, So I had a mix of courses. And yeah, it was uh, I, one of my favorite things about traveling is actually running in different places. Mm, like Salt Lake City down by the river. Uh, nice, except for nice, that, except for nice. that particular. I remember you being very excited. About when that. I came back and said I was <laughs> eaten for breakfast this morning when I encountered the. So I have heard rumors <laughs> that you have uh, you are fluent in Sicilian. Not fluent, no. I've heard rumors you're fluent, and uh, <clears throat> since uh, uh, there are lots of ways for folks to enjoy our show six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred, email Alyssa at askmtm.com, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com, Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com, and particularly appropriate this morning, through the miracles of iHeartMedia, wherever there is internet, even Sicily. Mm -hmm. If you log on to morethanmoneyonline.com, hit the Listen Live button, you're part of the show. Did you want to say hi to anybody in Sicily? <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna show off your Sicilian. Uh, yeah, we might have some international listeners. Um, I would say this morning, but there it's two o'clock in the afternoon. So my parents, who are still in Sicily, and uh, my cousins and my uh, dad's aunt are 
listening, so I would like to wish them a buon pomeriggio and say, Chi monkey, I miss you. Um, and uh, have some gelato for me. Chi monkey is, I miss you. <laughs> Is it? Is I miss it? you all. Yeah, oh, wow, we miss fan. you. Juliana and I miss you all. <laughs> well, hopefully they'll uh, enjoy the show and they'll enjoy the fact that their uh, their family member is the host of a uh, international radio show. Yeah. Followed around the world. Around the world. That's pretty good stuff. <laughs> Speaking of pretty good stuff, if you are a loyal listener, you know exactly how this works. We share a little bit about what's going on in the world, our world, your world. As we kick off our show, and then we invite you to be part of the show, not part, goodness, heart of the show. Uh, The reason our show is head and shoulders above all the other wannabes on uh, any radio station that pretend to be financial advisors is because we are literally the freshest information that you can get. We are live Saturday mornings to give you the very best that we have to offer my 780 years of experience, Alyssa, just barely getting started about, I don't know, 98, maybe 103, <laughs> maybe, please, 610-720-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com, Gene at AskMTM.com, MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. Uh, if you have questions about retirement or investments, about uh, income tax issues, standard deductions, uh, estate planning, uh, naming a trustee or a guardian. You want to talk about a challenge. If you've got young children, you've got to pick somebody that would raise your children as close to the way you would raise them as possible. Wow. Talk about that. That's something that's going to make your head hurt before you figure that out. Mm -hmm. And businesses, if you want to start a business, run a business, liquidate a business, leave a business to the next generation, uh, you've reached the exact correct spot on your radio dial. Uh, 610-720-7900. Housekeeping today is the bake sale at Holy Cross up in Morristown. Mm. Alyssa is going to go right from here to Holy Cross and... I just got to look like, put a cork in it, buddy. I got plans. I'm going grocery shopping. Uh, I will be uh, scooting by uh, the uh, Holy Cross uh, yard sale. It's a yard sale and bake sale. Um, Started, I think, at 8 o'clock. We need to find a back way there because you don't want to take 22 22, east. There's lots of back ways. You're you're just, a local. Just remember not to get. I I saw it. Yeah. Ooh, what a mess. We sat in that traffic on the way home from the football game. Uh, we sat in. I sat in it last Saturday because I saw it on the way over and thought it was probably just a temporary delay. Yeah, that would be an error in judgment. <laughs> so yes, if you're on 22 going eastbound, you want to. Uh, gosh, what is bail? Yeah, bail before uh, Andrew. Shanersville Road is probably your best. Best, yeah, because I think by 512 it's already backed up. Oh yeah, um, but if you're if you get on by accident and then you can get off on five twelve, do that. Yeah, but don't say accident. If you get on mistakenly, don't Sorry. say accident. Sorry, I don't want to suggest that stuff. So if you're going eastbound on twenty two, don't. Uh, so go to Holy um, Cross another way. Uh, Holy Cross, <laughs> yes, Morristown. Uh, gosh, okay. if you go up Shanersville Road and cut over to Airport Road, then cut up to Bath. Yeah, sure, easy, Morristown. Um, Folds of Honor is in two weeks, uh, September 9th, 
is the live event at the More Than Money World Headquarters. It's basically an all-day event. Gene is up at 3.30. Gene uh, gets uh, Gunther and uh, Dan Holzman going at 5. Uh, we have our team arriving. Connie gets there at like 5.04. I mean, it's God bless her. Uh, our team arrives around 6. We start taking your calls and pledges. Uh, we had a tremendous year last year. $107,000. We have an uphill battle, but mm-hmm. we've already got so many of you have already pledged. So many of you have already sent checks over, drop checks off. Thank you so much. We need that desperately. Matching money is what drives the radiothon. And uh, so if we can offer up some matching money, um, we've already got well over $10,000 of well, matching good money. Start. And, and it is a good start, being the operative word when you're cranking at 107 that's a yeah we set we got, the bar high last yeah year. yeah we spent a lot of time in bars i mean <laughs> no that's huh in sicily that means like a place where you can buy pastries and ice cream and we spent a lot espresso. of time in bars <laughs> <laughs> well, i and, did over and, the- <laughs> and happily so happily so so uh circle um september 9th now if you can't join us at our world headquarters uh, that entire week, Tuesday through Saturday, we're having live events um, starting at, I'm 99% sure, Vinart. Okay. Uh, I think Wednesday is Hotel Bethlehem. I think Thursday is Ritz Barbecue. I know Friday is More Than Money World Headquarters in the Holy Lands between Bethlehem and Nazareth. And Saturday, we're at Relic Hunter. Uh, listen, I will be live outside uh, hopefully good weather again. We had great weather last year mm. yeah, and, we did. and really, really good folks. Uh, we've got a couple interviews and Gunther will be handling interviews uh, for recipients of um, Folds of Honor scholarships throughout that week. We hope you will join us. And if, again, if you are so inclined and if you were are kind, you will, um, Perhaps send me an email of pledge. You don't have to send a check or a credit card right this moment. But if you want to uh, pledge towards uh, the More Than Money Matching Bank for Folds of Honor, that would be greatly appreciated. Greatly appreciated. 610-720-7900. Let's go to the phones. And we talk to Mike. Mike, good morning. Good morning. How may we serve you, sir? So... I don't always listen, but I love it when I'm on the road in the morning on a Saturday. I can pick you guys up because uh, I like listening to the things, and I think you offer great advice. So uh, I, I'm i self-employed, and I had pretty much done my own retirement. I'm 55, and most of my products are with Vanguard. Um, they're mostly uh, the uh, age-weighted funds, you know, so like a 2035 fund, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. And then I do have, my wife and I both have individual IRAs, but I've started a 401k of my business. And so the gentleman who helped us get that started said, let's take a look at your IRAs. And he is recommending to move our IRAs out of our, um, you know, our target date funds into what he recommends is a Lincoln Financial Variable Indexed Annuity. And the reason he said is because of my age, he said it has some... Uh, you know, downside protection, and it has upside of 14, depending between 12 and 14 percent, you know, guaranteed. 
And my big, I've always been like opposed to annuities, just simply because I'm like, if they can make money on my money, why can't I make money on my money? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to get your take on on that product. If you have any specific knowledge of it, because sure. um, it just it seems a little complicated. And I am a I'm a firm believer through the years, if it's complicated, you know, it's it's complicated for a reason. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, Mike, I, I understand your feeling about the complicated part, uh, keeping in mind, of course, that there are a lot of things in this world that are very complicated, that are fabulous. So we're, we're, we're going to put that, that observation aside for a moment. When you're uh, f- envisioning retirement, how many years in the future do you envision retirement being? Well, that was, that was his question and his, and his reason for saying you know, if you're thinking in the 62 to 65 time frame, um, he said you really got to start thinking about protecting and, and against losses. And he said that's why this product has very good upside and protecting you. He said because, you know, losing 10 15%, 20% in the market when you're 35 or 40 is totally different than when you're 55 and 60 and looking at the next couple of years maybe. I'm looking at probably 7 to 10 years from now. Yeah, I, I think that's that, that makes a lot of sense uh, from a time frame standpoint. Um, what what I'm going to say, I think, makes more sense than what this individual is saying. Uh, while it is absolutely correct, if you go into retirement and the next day the stock market t- cuts your retirement funds by 20 percent, it's a shock to your system. It's a shock to your emotion. It's a shock all the way around. But that's assuming that over the next seven to 10 years that you're not going to make any adjustments to your investments. And, and that makes no sense whatsoever under the more than money system. We're looking at all of our clients accounts on a 90 day cycle. So if you're doing something similar for you and your wife on a do it yourself basis, every 90 days or so, you're going to look at your investments. You're going to take a, an assessment. Are they still appropriate for us? Something that's appropriate at 10 years is not necessarily appropriate at three years is certainly not necessarily appropriate when you're a year away from retirement. The thing that I would caution you about the, um, the annuity that you're looking at, while it is principal protected, no question about it, there's a give up to that. Uh, and the give up is you are limited on the upside. One of the things that concerned me in your description was you mentioned 12, 14% guaranteed. No, it isn't. You are guaranteed no return whatsoever in the fixed indexed annuity world. You are guaranteed likely that your principal won't go down, but your uh, returns will be dependent on the underlying indexes and their performance. Is it likely that over the next seven to 10 years, those indexes go up? I think the answer is yes. Is it likely that you will benefit from all of that? The answer in my mind is absolutely not. Uh, If you are in Vanguard uh, target date funds, you are in some of the lowest cost, lowest cost um, investments on the planet. And while um, Lincoln, Jackson, Prue, any of the fixed indexed annuity providers are going to try to convince you there are no fees. That would mean that the folks who are offering you these annuities should be called the Salvation Army and the Red Cross. They are not nonprofits. Of course, they're making money. Of course, he's making money. 
Not unusual for the fixed indexed annuities to have upfront commissions anywhere from very low number, 3%, to ridiculously high numbers of 10, 12, 14%, and anywhere in the middle. So uh, I think it's premature, my opinion. I think it's premature for you. If you want a second opinion from somebody that will go through your uh, complete financial picture, um, no charge whatsoever. All you have to do is ask. Our More Than Money advisors do that every single day of the week in our world headquarters. And, and it's a function of just matching it up for what's appropriate for you. I think going into a principal-protected investment at this moment is probably the opposite of what you should be considering, considering uh, or in, in light of what happened yesterday in the market where the yeah. market kind of tanked, we are on right. a low point. And a low point gives you the opportunity to get into growth investments, something that over the next seven to 10 years could give you wonderful compound rates of return. And at reduced risk, the lower the market goes now, the lower the risk that it's going to go further down and the higher the probability that you're going to make a really nice rate of return. So I would be hesitant for sure. And personally, the annuity is not a direction I would recommend you go. Yeah, that was, that was kind of my feeling, you know, just, again, he's trying to convince me of, of, of the upside being positive now. You know, they offer multiple products inside of this, what they consider their variable indexed annuity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as he was explaining it to me, my eyes glossed over. (laughs) Well, and and my comment was, I said, you know, I used his name. I said, you're having a difficult time explaining it to me. I said, imagine me sitting across from you. I I said, you know, I've pretty much been a a set it and forget it. Um, You know, I, I, we, we contributed to our IRAs for 30 years, like $100 a week each, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then dumped extra in during the course of the year. And and it's just grown. And I, like you said, I like the Vanguard concept because it's low cost. I can see it. Um, here, it's locked in, I think, for six or seven years. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, you know, that takes me to, like, let's say 62. Um, and he's like, well, what's wrong with 13 or 14 percent a year till you're age 62? He said, with, with no, with all, and it's limited to 10 percent, you know, loss. And I said, it sounds good. I said, but there's got to be a catch somewhere. I said, there's, you know, suppose the markets improve 25 percent. I'm, I'm losing 12 percent then. Uh, Mike, one of the things that jumps out at me about what you just said is his reference to what's wrong with 13 or 14 percent returns. That demonstrates to me that whomever you're talking to, and I certainly don't want to know any names, but whomever you're talking to is very inexperienced. They're talking about something that they truly don't understand. Your description of he can't really comfortably explain it himself. How are you supposed to understand it? He's, uh, when he's quoting 13 14% returns, he demonstrates he does not understand that product. These registered index-linked annuities are something that are relatively new. We certainly have experience with them in our More Than Money World headquarters, and for certain clients, they fit very nicely. 
but your description of you and your objectives and the fact that you're in the target date funds is particularly appropriate because we have been talking about wouldn't it be tragic if you got just within a few years of your retirement and it dropped dramatically. Target date funds are are mechanically attuned to get more and more conservative the closer you get to retirement automatically. You don't have to go, oh, I forgot. I missed it back in January. I was supposed to make a move. They already took care of it for you, and they're doing it for literally pennies, for pennies. So I think you're on the right track. I think this option probably isn't right for you. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate it. You guys always give good advice. Thank you very much. Mike, God bless you. Take care. 610-720-7900. I want to address something very, very important that that Mike suggested. And that, to be fair, I might have have, um, answered maybe a little too flippantly about things that are complex. Mm. There are wonderful things that are complex. Sure. Wonderful things. Uh, when, When I'm uh, consulting with my physician about my health. There are things that, um, she will say that I go, okay, give it to me one more time because <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. And, and I'm still a uh, cat scan MRI, not even clear about what all those things are. Ultra. I get ultrasound. Uh-huh. I think it's like, I think it's like sonar. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't, but, but, but I trust, I trust my physician. Uh-huh. So I get enough information. I will never know as much about what she's recommending as she does. She I has never a will. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And and years and years and years yep. of experience, and and she's brilliant. I will never know as much, but I need to know enough right. that I'm comfortable that that in my head I can wrap around the solution, and I need to trust her. In such a way that that even when I get to a point where I go, okay, now that's about the limit of what I can absorb. I'm going to go with it because I trust. Right. Um, this hesitation on the part uh, that that Mike has, I think, is very reasonable. I think at the heart of it, it isn't the complexity; it's the trust. And if somebody's trying to explain something to you, and you get the very real, maybe it's your spidey sense, your gut, your intuition says, hmm. I don't think he understands it. How do you trust? How could you possibly trust? I had a, a meeting with a woman a couple of weeks ago who had received similar advice mm. from an advisor who she doesn't know very well. Mm. Um, but she was hesitant because she didn't understand and didn't feel like it was explained to her thoroughly and patiently. And she also felt rushed. Ooh. She had this sense that she had to like, make a decision quickly and they were sort of trying to like just come in and sign the paperwork and we're going to move this over into this annuity and she felt pressured and it made mm, her uncomfortable sure. so she brought all of her information in to kind of confirm what what really is this is it a good idea mm. and in that case actually her advisor was recommending transferring a part of her portfolio assets into this annuity stuff that was in bond funds and mm. I said, you know, in this case, when we looked mm. at all the pieces in her situation, it actually was a decent recommendation, mm. but she just needed to hear it from someone else and have it explained in a different way. In a calmer way. Yeah. In a more measured way. Yeah. In a less stressful way. 
And uh, you don't have to decide before you leave here today way. Yeah. You're allowed to go home. You're allowed to be thoughtful, be prayerful. You're allowed to do all that stuff. Um, I have said too many times on air that there are virtually no financial moves that you need to make in an instant. And I was uh, reminded this week that there are times Mm. that uh, the answer is, yeah, you really do. Uh, we have a client of our tax division who uh, was very, very ill and needed a will drafted. Mm. And Keith was able to, in very short order, get everything in order. And Sue was able to visit this individual in the hospital and get everything taken care of. Wow. And he passed away the following morning at 3.30 in the morning. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, if it was a delay of 24 hours, it would have been lost. Wow. So there are circumstances where you take a deep breath, you pray to God that you're doing the right thing, and off you go. They're they're very rare. Yeah. And for the most part, the best financial decisions that you make are the ones that you do your homework, you take your time, you ask the right questions, you get to the point where either... In her case, she's comfortable. In Mike's case, he's not. And Mike's alternative, and that's a really important thing. We played golf yesterday, and when we dropped two or three balls on the green, and now we have choices. Mm-hmm. As, as Greg said to me many times yesterday, ooh, we got choices. Having choices is really good. Feeling like you're cornered stinks. Having choices fabulous and mike's got choices and he's got good experience with vanguard so um even if it's not perfect i'm not sure anything is nothing is it's gonna be fine (laughs) gonna be just fine 610-720-7900 please join us on the phone send Alyssa your email a-l-y-s-s-a at askmtm.com send me your email gene at askmtm.com We'll take your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. You and me, we're going out to catch the latest sound. Guaranteed to blow your mind so high you won't come down. Hey, y'all, prepare yourself for the rubber band. Man, you'll never hear the sound like the rubber band. Man, you're bound to lose control when the rubber band starts to jam. Usually that means we got, I just wanted the welcome back part. Aww. Welcome back. Thanks. It's good to have you back. It's good to be here. It's been, you've been so busy this week. Yes. And I've been going different directions this week. Yes. I felt like I haven't really seen you since you've been back. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Juliana's doing well. She wants to go back to Sicily. Hey, she's not going. That's just the way it is. Literally, she had flight information pulled up on her phone yeah, on I'll Wednesday. Get, I'll give her flight information. It <laughs> flies her up to my house. That's, that's, uh, 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Gene at AskMTM.com. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. Our new PBS season starts September 6th. 
That's the week of our Radiothon for Folds of Honor. Alyssa is back. Nazareth football is back. They had a big win, big win last night. Deerf uh, struggled. They struggled. Yeah, yeah. We, we actually had our second string in for the whole second All half right, of let's the not game. brag. All right, let's not brag. Please. Okay, please. Please, let's not brag. Folds of Honor circles September 9th. Uh, if you're out and around, boy, this morning I was so... If toasted and roasted only was on my way to the radio station, I was so caffeine deprived this morning. If you want, by the way, we stopped in after we did a PBS recording, Megan and I, on Thursday. We stopped in that afternoon and I got a uh, quad shot. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> please. Um, just oh, you take a sip and you go, that's what coffee's supposed to be. And the place unnamed that I went this morning, oh, please. I mean, I had to. You have to tell me what that is later. <laughs> I was drinking espresso from a Keurig in my bed and breakfast. Is this <laughs> I had never used an espresso Keurig before. Have you? No. <laughs> I'll show you a video. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, if I hear one more thing about Sicily. Okay. Um, today is the day for the bake and yard sale at uh, Holy Cross. That's in Morristown. Just off of 512, literally just off. You could throw a baseball and hit it. 512 and 946. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Our newsletter for August that includes one of the most, uh, in my opinion, important pieces that we've ever shared, uh, written by my good friend who recently passed, Charlie Wilson, A Prayer for Old Men. Um, Typically, uh, financial newsletters will have a 7 to 9% open rate that's a pretty good open rate. Uh, our uh, newsletters typically have a 25 to 30% open rate. And as of uh, Friday, we're at 44%. Uh, if you've gotten your email, please track it down and, and open it. Not for me, not for the answers, not for the inf- financial stuff, but for uh, the prayer. I think you will find it very, uh, very uh, uh, meaningful. Very, very meaningful. Um I want to thank the folks from the Blue Mountain uh, Hall of Fame golf tournament that hosted us yesterday. That's where I got the words Blue Mountain from. That oh, was the good. name of the tournament. That's the name of the but tournament. But it was at Green Pond. The, yes? uh, base, yeah, it was at Green Pond, Blue Mountain Baseball League. Uh, Connie Plaha's son, Brian, coaches one of the very best teams. My good friend Jack Kinney is the uh, George Steinbrenner for uh, the Martin Creek Creekers. Um He's the uh, general manager and all-around tough guy. <laughs> Jack's the best. Title. Oh, he's the best. Tough guy. <laughs> tough guy. He's the best. Uh, we saw so many friends. One of Gre- Greg lives uh, uh, Limerick? Yes, near Limerick. Um, and we registered, turned around, and one of his neighbors is there. <laughs> get out. Uh, I don't have to get world. out. It's my radio. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Please. That's really tough. That's nasty. <sighs> so, um, gosh, uh Hot, sure. Yeah. It was uh, a humid day yesterday. And hot, humid. Uh, Greg was El Fuego. I was in Fuego. El Fuego. Just, uh, we had a hot very, uh, very, very good day. Not Nick Jonas. Oh, my God. <laughs> 610-720-7900. Gene at AskMTM.com. <laughs> Alyssa at AskMTM.com. And let me see. Yes, gentlemen writes, good morning, Gene and Alyssa. When is an RMD completely satisfied? If I request an RMD check from my investor, I'm guessing custodian, Uh 
uh, to be sent to a nonprofit. When can the IRS and me be satisfied the requirements been completed? Is it when the check is cut? Is it when I receive the check? Is it when the nonprofit facility cashes the check? Asking that if I wait until near year end to request RMD, things can happen. Yeah, that's the most polite way I've ever heard that <laughs> expressed. Yes, things can happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Uh, mail, uh, snail mail delays, misplaced checks, organization doesn't cash the check for a reasonable time. Thank you. I, I would think the RMD is satisfied as soon as the money leaves the account. Yes. When the check is cut. Yep, so that would be when the check is cut. Yep, absolutely. And uh, is it's often the case, often the case. Uh, you're making a charitable contribution yourself out of your checkbook, and you write the check at Christmas. And the church treasurer bundles all this stuff up, and they're doing their very best, and it all gets deposited January 2nd. When is it deductible? It's when you wrote the check. Sure. So a very similar case. Now, This gentleman makes an extremely important point. End of year, things can happen. See how diplomatic I was there? (laughs) Things can happen with your custodian. So the fact that you're going, well, hey, great, as long as it's when the check's cut and I'm safe. No, you're not. Custodians can get overwhelmed. We deal with Charles Schwab predominantly Mm -hmm. we have other custodians we work with but predominantly and what do you think their uh, workload is the last two weeks of December Uh, it's significant crushing (laughs) crushing and is it possible for something to slip through the cracks well when you're doing a million transactions a day if you had one percent of those go wrong Mm -hmm. That's 10,000 transactions. You're 99% accurate. 10,000 people have their situation screwed up. Yeah. If it's even one-tenth of 1%, you're 99.9% accurate. That's 1,000 people. Yeah. So, yes, do not wait. And if you're required to take minimum distributions yourself, do not wait. Uh, Connie Palaha, uh, uh, her husband, I think it was her husband's cousin, Billy Palaha, played in the tournament yesterday. Oh. It's an, a, a name that kind of pops right out. We didn't get a chance. Uh, he was pretty actively social with his group. So we were we were kind of off to the side. Mm. But at any rate, um, Connie it has for many years been in charge of the RMD process for my clients and begins it in September because... Things can happen. (laughs) Carl, I'm going to borrow that phrase and use that a lot going forward. Uh, Take uh, the precaution. Make sure that you give yourself extra time, a little bit of breathing room. Why get those 87,000 new IRS uh, agents uh, working (laughs) against you? Uh, 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com morethanmoneyonline.com. My friend listens to your show every week and told me you believe there are some positives. Lights at the end of the tunnel, he said, in today's financial situation. All I see is dark and getting darker. I promised her I would listen in this week to hear you review your view of light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, You have been um, 
telling people there's some positive things to to focus on, right? And to try 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 to sort through all that yucky stuff. And I have been. What are what are those things that are making you feel a little less um, nervous and scared? Uh, Alyssa is uh, is asking it that way because. <laughs> She's she's so full she doesn't have to go out on the window ledge herself uh, this morning. Well, I mean, I, I there are things that I I think are positive to focus on. Oh sure. But I want to hear. Well, I'm going to start with I'll use you as an example. Okay. Your father got you started investing at what age? Like sixteen. Or sixteen. Yeah. So she's been investing for well over ten years. So <laughs> this is. <clears throat> this is a good example in those 10 years, uh, 15 years, no, about 15 years. It's been longer than that. Well, let's say 15 years. <laughs> there have been some significant downs. Yeah. Yeah, significant, like 2007 and 8, early into 09, minus 54%. Ooh. And, and of course, you lost everything and it never recovered. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, now, wait a second. No, you, you didn't, and I it did. did. Right. You didn't. I, I was going to say, you didn't. I, you didn't. I didn't. And for folks who kept their cool, kept their wits, kept their composure, as uncomfortable as it was, it recovered. In my July newsletter, my phrase was, spring follows winter. Every single time. Every single time. Every single time. Sometimes winters are long and hard. This winter has been long, but don't even begin to try to convince me. Oh, this is dreadful. It's as bad as I've ever seen. Really? Uh, as of yesterday with the downturn in the Dow, it is now down. I believe I, I saw the number correctly this morning, 9% for the year. Yeah, before on Monday it was six percent. So ah, after yeah, yeah. down three, yep, sure. Yep. So, so down nine. Look yep. at me knowing my numbers. Good job. Oh, shocking. Yeah, it's the Sicilian in me. Uh, my friend Jack's going to Norway, Sweden, and and Denmark, and I said, say hello to my peeps, Viking peeps, my Viking peeps. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, so um, down nine. Oh, dreadful. I think the sky is falling. It's down nine after a crap day. By the way, crap day is a technical term that we use in the sophisticated arena of financial management to indicate an <laughs> underperformance in a particular equity <laughs> index. <laughs> yeah, nasty, thousand, thousand point drop. Uh, and, and that is what was necessary to take it down minus nine. Now, Powell, let's talk about uh, Powell, the head of the, uh, the Federal Reserve. He's a moron. He's a flipping moron, but he's in power. Let's see, morons that are in power. That almost never happens. Oh, he's the only one? He's the only one. Hmm. So I think, you know, the president will probably get him squared away oh or the vice president or, you know, the speaker of the house or the, <laughs> uh, he's a moron. Mm -hmm. Well, inflation came down, but only a little. We're going to have to make strident changes and there's going to be a lot of pain. You, my friend are a moron, it's plain and simple. Uh, there are lots of things that are pulling inflation down as we speak. Uh, the folks who we trust, not Powell, not the government. Uh, Dr. Siegel at the Warden School, I trust him a lot. He's not his first rodeo. 
fascinating guy. Uh, he believes that because particularly with uh, energy prices dropping and with uh, housing starts off dramatically, uh, mortgage rates are up, housing starts are way down. That's going to pull the pressure, the inflationary pressure on housing uh, materials down dramatically. When you drop gasoline average prices from $5 a gallon to $4 a gallon, it's still, what's the right word? It's very sophisticated. Oh, yeah, sucks compared to 18 months ago when it was $2 a gallon. But that's a financial policy decision coming out of Washington. That's got nothing to do with the discussion at hand at the moment. Whew. Better things to come. But when you cut gasoline prices by 20%, that will have a domino effect on reducing inflation across the economy. Because when you go into your grocery store of choice and you're looking at your food bill and you're going, are you freaking kidding me? Mm -hmm. A big chunk of that is it takes gasoline to get it from wherever they grow it to wherever you are. Uh, Petroleum's in fertilizer and they've got to... Uh, the farmers have got to run their machinery and diesel, and it's just the the impact, the domino effect of lowering the cost on energy is dramatic. Another point of light, employment is really high. Mm-hmm. It's really, really high. And then, of course, the, the most important point of fact is that they signed the Inflation Reduction Act, the IRA, so that's going to help a ton. All right. Yes, that's a negative. Yes, that shut off one of the lights in the back. One of the bulbs that I was looking at is a bright light. Yeah, they they pulled the plug on that. Inflation Reduction Act will do the exact opposite. And just so that we understand the hypocrisy of the idiots in power, uh, they are touting the Inflation Reduction Act to pull inflation down. And then um, the idiot in charge says we're going to forgive college debt. Well, if you already paid it, we're not going to forgive it. If you already worked your if you already worked your butt off two jobs, if you worked nonstop through college so you wouldn't owe money, yeah, you don't get anything. Once again, we're going to create a system that rewards irresponsibility and and creates a disincentive for personal responsibility and hard work. Their attempt is a blatant one at buying jobs or buying votes. It's a blatant attempt at buying votes. So in my mind, here's another point of light. People go, well, that that can't be good. I think it's very good. Uh, Lots of folks are pointing toward the election, which is less than three months away. Very, very quickly coming on top of us as going to be a litmus test. Is it is it going to turn against what's happening or is it going to support what's happening? Lots of folks are predicting one way or another. I believe when you have somebody who will sign in consecutive weeks an Inflation Reduction Act, which is an absolute lie, and then tout an executive order, just flouting, we don't need the Congress, we don't need the Constitution, I'm just going to do it because I'm president and I'm, I want to do it, um, and, and his justification is, look at all that money that's going to go back in the economy and grow the economy. And then Powell comes out 10 minutes later and goes, the economy is growing too fast. We have got to cool the economy and cut jobs. Idiots are running the asylum. So 
for every human being out there going, look what a great thing they did for me. I don't have to pay back ten or 20000 bucks. I'm going to vote Democratic in, in the fall. There have got to be, my guess, I didn't do the research. I don't know if anybody has done the research. I think for every one person out there who's going, hey, once again, hey, remember when we uh, owed twenty grand on our credit cards and then we went through that whole thing and then they just discharged all our credit card bill because they said we didn't have to pay it back. Now we don't have to pay back our our because we got a, a degree in medieval calligraphy (laughs) really adding to the value of our life and society. And now we don't have to pay that back. I, my guess there's five votes that are going, you idiots. I worked my ass off to get my college degree and you're giving away money. Mm -hmm. Uh, Parents. I worked my second job. So my kids wouldn't have loans. You're getting no vote from me. Uh, I didn't go to college because I didn't think I could afford it. And I'm working my butt off at a job that maybe isn't ideal for me, but I'm willing to do it because I support my family and I love, and I'll, I'll take care of my family. Fill in the blank. There's like three blanks there. You can, if whatever adult words you want to throw into any of those blanks, I think that's a positive. I think the election is a tipping point. I think the election will either determine what the direction of the country will continue to slide or that it will turn upwards. So in my opinion, lots of positives. One of the the great positives is especially for younger people. Um, We we talked to Mike earlier, who's 55. He said, when you're 35 and it goes down 20%, so what? It's it's actually better than so what? It's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Because... If you start at 100 on a scale and it goes to 150, you made 50%. That's beautiful. But if you started at 75 (laughs) and it goes to 150, you doubled your money. You doubled your money. And again, spring follows winter. I think I covered a lot of points. Did I miss any? The one other thing that um, I think about is the uh, companies performance and their resilience during what has been a challenging time. So I know earnings reports have been somewhat mixed Mm -hmm. most recently, but I still see a lot of positive there too in the, the fundamentals of the economy still being in pretty good shape despite a lot of these challenges that you just named. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing that I look at as a positive. I don't see an overwhelming, um, uh, vibe of struggles and you know just inability to to make money and profit and innovate that's that that's not happening and you know we went through this whole covid supply chain issue um and and even um human capital issue when we, people couldn't go to work and yet you know i think companies have been in really good shape um considering the circumstances they were up against so i look at that as a positive too because oh i do too very yeah, good that's yeah. a very good point uh, a lot of companies uh against their will against the constitution against rule of law were forced to operate in a very different fashion you can't come in don't come in get vaccinated do what it just tons of rules and and a lot of them went okay i'll tell you what we're just going to close the office. You guys work from home. And many companies have found out they can be insanely profitable and not have to pay heat, light, electric, and desk chairs mm-hmm. 
for employees showing up at their office, some of which, many of which were in major metropolitan areas, Mm -hmm. fighting traffic, high stress, low quality of life, getting up at four o'clock in the morning to get on a bus to travel two hours and getting home at nine o'clock at night and never seeing their kids' football games. Mm -hmm. And now they see everything. Mm-hmm. And the companies are doing better. Not all companies. No. No. But lots and lots of companies are doing better. And you, your point about jobs is very, very important. When inflation is high and jobs are rare or scarce, there's a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. What, how am I even going to pay my bills? Uh, what do we have to turn on? Or am I going to lose my house? As it is now, if you're going, I just don't know where I can get a job, it's because you are deaf, dumb, and blind. Because you can walk out your front door this morning and swing a stick and and hit five places that would, oh, please apply for a job. Yeah. Please apply for a job. And the progressive mantra of, the minimum wage is so low, another person can't apply. Ooh, I sounded like Bernie there for a second. (laughs) You can't possibly make it in America. Me, I'm a socialist, and I'm only worth four and a half or five million dollars. What? Hypocrite. Um, The discussion about minimum wage, hmm, they're pretty silent these days because capitalism took care of that. Capitalism, the capitalistic system said, you know what? I'm going to offer you a job. Alyssa, you are very, very lucky. It's a hard job, but I'm going to pay you eight bucks an hour. Exactly. Anybody that hears that today go, what, what century are you from? <laughs> Any literally uh, entry-level position with no training whatsoever, 15 bucks an hour mm-hmm. with full benefit. Mm-hmm. If you're able to drive, there's a basic skill. Oh, and pee in a cup and not have it turn blue. That's a basic skill. (laughs) We're talking $20 an hour, $22 an hour, $24 an hour. Sign-on bonuses. If you've got training, uh, I think it was Lehigh Valley Health Center this past week announced their recruitment for nurses. There's a sign-on bonus. Almost $1,000. Oh, wait a second. Was it $1,000? Almost three. Was it three? How about $30,000? Are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. $30,000 sign-on bonus. One of our clients who recently moved from uh, from the Poconos to South Carolina dropped his daughter off uh, at Cedarcrest for start of her next year of college. Hey, what's she studying? Nursing. <laughs> oh, my God. Not medieval calligraphy. No, not. not well, and as in With demand, as in demand <laughs> that really is. Yes. You'll know that it's her when you look at your script and it's written in medieval calligraphy. They can't read the doctor's handwriting anyway. Might so. as well call it that. Might as well. It's just fantastic. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. More than moneyonline.com. We take your calls, your emails. Uh, especially if I can open my phone. That works out really, really well. Uh, uh, I I think I have time for this. Steve, your analysis is spot on about those running our nation. We paid our college off years ago, and if anything, the politicians are stealing money from us and giving it to others. Stealing is the right word. 
And your analysis is exactly right. Mm -hmm. So you paid your college loans, and now congratulations. You get to pay for the college loans of folks who don't want to pay them. The Inflation Reduction Act is no different. It's redistribution of money. Leave us alone, Washington, (laughs) D.C. Ah, good for you. Thanks. God bless you, too. Uh, I like Steve that. Leave us alone. Leave us alone. Yes, please. Well, and a lot of folks are saying, well, if the Congress goes Republican, they can't change anything. They can change one thing. They can slam the brakes on. Mm. They can slam. They can make it so if for two years, to the greatest extent legally possible, Washington leaves us alone. Mm-hmm. And isn't it an amazing state of affairs, so to speak? Sorry, I was thinking Bill Clinton there for a moment. Amazing state of affairs. That uh, nothing coming out of Washington is better than anything that they've ever done for us. If they simply would do nothing, it would be better. This uh, Inflation Reduction Act is over $400 billion. Do you know what the national defense budget is? Something like that. 780. Mm -hmm. More than half of what we need to put our real American heroes, our military our veterans, uh, the guys in, and, and women in active duty, they're taking it and <sighs> tax credits for buying a used electric car. <sighs> <sighs> By the way, if, so you, if you run your air conditioning based on electricity from a coal-fired uh, generator, you're a dreadful human being. But if you charge your electric car, you're a green American. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I think we have a tone for the show. We're going to reset one. during this Yeah, break. how about I think that's a good idea. I think you're absolutely right. We might actually answer some questions. 610-720-7900. One of my best, my favorite pieces of music of all time. Taking you to the top of the hour. 610-720-7900. Back after this on More Than Money. folks in our audience were praying for safe travels for Alyssa and her family. Thank and you for that. Yes, and she's back with us. You've got Alyssa Young, your host. You've got Jean Dickinson, her wingman, just right here. Happy to be serving you this morning. Um, we are accepting your calls, of course, 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. You can send us emails, Alyssa at askmtm.com, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com, or gene at askmtm.com. And, of course, you can go, if you are living in Sicily or if you're visiting friends and family <laughs> in Sicily and you're having a mid-afternoon espresso or maybe uh, you went to the bar and got some uh, baked goods. They had some homemade Pinelli sandwiches for nice. lunch. Delicious. Nice. Pinelli is uh, the McDonald's of Sicily. They're everywhere, just everywhere. There's... And did they get fries with it? No. No, I, no. I may have misinterpreted. I, I may have misread that. 
Um, MTM, uh, morethanmoneyonline.com. My apologies, morethanmoneyonline.com. Real quick, uh, housekeeping. If you missed the first hour of the show, we had very good callers, very good questions, and a little political repartee. Politically correct? Not so much. <laughs> Not so much. We never promised we would be. No, no. Corre- financially correct? Yes. Politically correct? Not so much. Um, if you missed uh, our first hour, you can get that on podcast starting Monday around noon. And again, I'm so grateful to so very many of you who are hundreds of you who are gaining uh, your more than money fix by podcast. Fantastic. Whether you're out walking or, or you're uh, working in your um, garden or you're um, driving. driving or you're taking care of business and you've got an opportunity to listen in. That's fantastic. Uh, housekeeping, uh, our PBS More Than Money um, season starts September 6th, 7.30. It's a Tuesday evening as we return for another season on PBS. Alyssa is home and safe. Uh, Andrew, her son, Andrew T. Baylor, is playing <laughs> Nazareth football, co-captain. And last night they had a very, very good opening game. Folds of Honor event is September 9th in our More Than Money World Headquarters. The Radiothon is that entire week, starting with Tuesday, going through Saturday. So hopefully you can assist us. If you have a pledge, if you'd like to help us raise matching money, uh, Gene at AskMTM works very well, AskMTM.com. And you can go to our website, and the banner is there. I keep forgetting because I'm forgetful. Uh, But Megan has created that banner, and we're working very hard with Folds of Honor to help the matching money is so critical because as Gunther starts to build the momentum, people knowing that they're going to double their, their contribution is so very important. Toasted and Roasted is open for business. Best coffee in the Lehigh Valley. And I say that without a doubt. And I have, no, I don't. It's my own personal opinion. And I'm a little bit prejudiced. <laughs> as yeah. you should. As, as I would hope I would be. Uh, bake sale at Holy Cross uh, today started at 7 a.m. If I remember correctly, bake sale and yard sale and yard sale. My apologies. Um, Holy Cross in Morristown, 512 and 946. 946. Right behind Pizzaville. It's only 907. Okay, 946. Uh, I think we covered all that. Good deal. You want to answer questions? Sure. Uh, I had 225,000 in my 401k. Then I rolled... 125000 to an annuity, sounds interesting from our first hour, Yes. Mm. at 7% as I wanted income. I just turned 65 and I want to retire in six months, but I don't know what to do with the other $100,000. Hmm. What should I do? Should I hire a financial advisor to help? Um, the answer to the last question is probably yes. Hmm. At least have a consultation with a financial advisor. Because what you should do with the rest of that 401k money depends on your situation. If you don't need more income right now, then keeping that money invested in a strategy that feels comfortable and appropriate for you um, would be a good option. And when I say invested, I mean, you know, perhaps in um, a portfolio of um mutual funds, exchange-traded funds that would allow that money to grow and give you access to, uh, you know, a a bucket you can tap into as needed, Uh, maybe to supplement 
um, your income for a special purchase that you need, or maybe it's to grow it for legacy purposes. So it depends on what else you need. If it's not income, then there's other ways to go about investing that money that would not involve necessarily an annuity, for example. Another factor that would determine what you do with the rest of that money would be your risk tolerance. Mm. If you don't like to see volatility, you don't want to risk losing a penny of that, then maybe a fixed annuity is the best bet for Mm. that money where it's just going to, you know, grow at a steady, slow but steady rate. Mm. There's lots of options and it, it all depends on what you need. So you don't have to turn it into income. You don't have to take a lot of risk or... If it's money you don't plan to touch and you want it to go to your grandkids, maybe you do want to take a little bit slightly more aggressive approach with it and let it grow over the years so that they have a nice inheritance. It all depends on your needs. Uh, Very well said. Uh, I will give you a slightly different um, concern that I have. Okay. He said, number one, he's 65. Mm -hmm. Very young. Mm Mm-hmm. He's going to be around, we hope, we pray, 30, 40 years. Okay. So getting uh, a good income at the moment, that's a good start. But what about the rest of all those years? Yeah. I would would encourage him. Now, it's in a 401k already. Could be in an IRA. Right. Think about it very long term. Sure. So if indeed he's got all the income he needs and he can be comfortable, hey, it's I'm good for 10 years, then invest for something that's going to be valuable in 10 years. Um, and, and that might be another annuity that it could be if he needs be. the income. It could be. The other thing that jumps out at me is he's getting 7% on his annuity. My suspicion is that that's a lifetime annuitized. Yeah. Uh, An immediate. In, SPIA. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, and that means that at his death, it's gone. It also means that that income's not going to go up. Right. So 20 years from now, when 7% is spending like 3% or 2%, he's going to need more income. You could do a deferred annuity um, that would not kick in income until you're, say, 80 years old, and that could supplement what you're getting now for Excellent. when prices are higher or your medical bills are higher or what you know whatever or you just want to get higher man oh god no that's not what i was saying sorry that's that was the <laughs> cheech and chong reference <laughs> <laughs> cheech and chong give financial advice i think the bottom line is sitting down with a financial advisor to talk about the pros and cons and how they best uh, match up with your situation mm. would be the best next step. No, no downside and potentially yep. lots of upside. Yeah. 610-720-7900. We get the phones. We talk to Brent. Brent, good morning. Good morning, uh, Gene and Melissa. Good morning. Um, I'm uh, 63. I'm not healthy. I have some insurance policies that I have questions on. Um, I started 20 some years ago, trying to get uh, uh, variable insurance life, which I got. And I wanted to switch to um, term. Even though it was with the same company, they denied it because of my health. So I'm mm-hmm. totally not insurable uh, at this point, but I still have this policy. My question is, it's a variable universal life policy, and... You know, so there's some investments involved, which apparently I've made bad choices on. But I get a note 
the accumulated net payment needs needed for death benefit guarantee was 47395 your accumulated net payment is 45 something mm-hmm. uh we're not sufficient to surprise to provide you with a death benefit guarantee and i just noticed that and i figured i'm making payments which are high mm-hmm. and i was assuming i would have a hundred thousand dollars i have other policies as well but mm-hmm. on this particular one uh I would assume might be guaranteed the hundred thousand dollar death benefit, but it looks like I'm not. Can you uh, enlighten me a little bit on how that's possible? Yeah, Great Brent, making your payments. Yeah, I I am sad to report that not only is it possible, it's very very common. Uh, the The concept of variable universal life came into life, it came into existence in the late '80s, early '90s. Uh, until that point, you basically, in the world of life insurance, had two options. You bought a term policy. You paid for it year by year. If you died, your family collected. If you didn't, your money was gone, not unlike a homeowner's policy. Each year, as your homeowner's policy premiums go up a little bit, your term insurance premiums went up a little bit, and lots of folks had them. They usually gave them up as they got into their 50s because the insurance premiums got very, very high and they would stop. The other alternative was whole life insurance, and it was just as it sounds. It was intended that you would pay a fixed premium for the whole of your life. So at 30 years old, you would buy a $100,000 policy at 1000 bucks a year. At 60, the premium was a thousand bucks a year. You had thirty or forty thousand of cash value, and as long as you paid your thousand bucks a year, you had life insurance. and And it didn't matter if you were thirty, sixty, ninety. It always paid. Some folks got um, some folks. Some consumer advocates got their knickers in the twist in the seventies, eighties, and nineties to say that's not fair because the whole life insurance policies were giving interest credits that were modest, two, three, four, five percent, they thought with the stock market being a, a guaranteed opportunity, you know, so, so, so such a silly idea, but that was their premise that a, a, the consumer, you and I should be able to have a list of a variety there, hence part of the word variable, a variety of investments that we get to pick and then we get the benefit instead of the life insurance company. Well, that works when all those investments we successfully pick go up. And then sometimes we pick investments that either don't do very well or actually go down. Or in some cases, life insurance companies are providing a menu of investments that, to be fair, aren't very good. And as a result, you're not building enough cash value to guarantee that your life insurance contract will last the whole of your life. That's where you find yourself right now. Now, the fact of the matter is that your current cash value is likely declining. Year over year, you're likely, instead of seeing more and more cash, you are likely seeing either a slight decline or at the very least a leveling out, which is why you got this letter saying, Hey, yeah, it, uh, it was, 
showing in a slight increase every year, but uh, the last quarter it went uh, down yeah. seven hundred dollars. Yeah, and and if the investment performance is uh, continues to be lackluster, you can read into that poor, negative, and that cash value is being consumed by the life insurance. It's called mortality uh, premium. The the death benefit part of that that will eventually over a number of years. And it's impossible to know unless you sat with a life insurance expert. We are very lucky. Mike Pompey is our insurance partner, and he has access to all the analysis that you would need to know precisely. But I'm going to pick a number and say over a 10 or 12-year period, that cash value will work its way to zero. And then the premium that you're currently paying will not be sufficient uh, to cover the, uh, uh, the insurance costs and they will terminate the contract, and you'll have nothing. The alternative is one of a couple things. You could cash in the contract now and keep the current uh, cash value and put that into a guaranteed account and let that grow to whatever it's going to grow to, making whatever uh, premium payments you've been making into that guaranteed account. Um, That's one option. You mentioned early on that your health isn't excellent, And that's probably not an option that's going to work well for you. If uh, a 10-year horizon, and I'm guessing, but I think that's probably close. If 10-year horizon is correct and your assessment of your health is, yeah, I, I, I think that covers me, then you probably don't need to do anything else. And then ultimately, if you want to keep this in the 10, 12, 15 year period when it runs out of cash, you can, if you wish, pay a much, much, much higher premium and keep the life insurance. Okay. All right. I appreciate the help. No worries, Brent. And if we can help in any other way, you let us know. I will. Thank you. Thank you. Complicated. Um, Variable universal life was uh, designed, what, 40 years ago, and it was supposed to be the answer to a prayer. Everybody was going to control their own investments and make buckets of money, and their life insurance was going to end up being fundamentally free. Um, What we have seen over the last particularly 10 years is dozens and dozens and dozens of life insurance policies that are either already declining or have reached the point of no return. And your choice, I'm picking a number out of thin air. I got it 30 years ago at 1000 bucks a year. And uh, the cash value has now melted away in the sun. And what's my new premium? 7500 bucks on a $100,000 policy. And, and if you pay in for four or five years, all of a sudden all you're going to do is get your own money back. Mm-hmm. For some folks who don't have a, a significant need for life insurance, um, we'll, we'll, we'll pick on this policy if I... Did you jot down the, was it 45000 he has? Yes, and they said 47 was the amount he needed for the guarantee. Okay, so let's, let's use 45000 yeah. as an example. Let's say he's putting $2,000 a year in. If I do want to have life insurance, I don't want it to go away. It is absolutely possible to shift this 45000 tax-free, tax-free exchange into an in and into an annuity he tried to say smoothly <laughs> mm. and then if you wanted to add the 2000 a year to that annuity 
the 45,000 would never go away. Next year it's 47, then it's 51, then it's 55. And hopefully uh, Brent's health improves and he stays around a long time. And he's right back to 100,000 bucks anyway Mm -hmm. without the insurance company kind of bleeding him dry. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Challenging. Yeah. And he certainly um, would be welcome to bring his policy and recent statement in for a free life insurance audit um, with Mike Pompey. Um, and, you know, Mike can explain any additional questions or options that he has and even look around for um, other options if they exist. Yeah, so Mike's real helpful about with all of that. So anyone who is listening and wants to use that um, service can call our office and request an appointment, and it's, it's free and no cost, no obligation. Yeah, the life insurance audit and the annuity audits have been so valuable to so many of our clients not unusual to have three or four life insurance policies from two or three different companies. You got them at different times. They have different uh, benefits. They have different premiums and you're going, ah, my head hurts. Mike's life insurance audit takes all of those. They go directly to the insurance companies themselves. So we're not guessing. We're not, Hey, it look kind of looks like, no, it's that, it is the exact opposite. It's very, very specific to that contract issued by that company and gives you a precise analysis of exactly what you have. So now you've got the, the raw information that you need to make informed decisions about what's best for your life insurance. Works the same way for annuities. Uh, I, think, mm, I, think, I think our current record this year, I think Chad just had somebody bring in nine annuities. That's a lot of annuities. Mm-hmm. We recently, recently, eight or nine years ago, had somebody bring in seven. So I think our current record's nine. Um, Kagan can do the same thing. Do that annuity audit. Yep. Now you know exactly what you're dealing with. Uh, just as a point of observation, you've got to be really, really thoughtful. You've got to take your time. You've got to be um, well-informed because there are wrinkles that people are surprised by. Uh, the gentleman and his wife who brought in the annuities many years ago were very surprised to find. I'll, I'll use simple numbers that are not correct, but they will give you the same demonstration. He had an annuity that he had invested $50,000. It was currently worth $20,000. Oh, it was dreadful. Well, we got to get rid of that. That stinks. Okay. <clears throat> it has a death benefit of $80,000. This is a gentleman who was at that point in his early 70s. Mm. So, yeah, you can get rid of it and they'll give you a check for 20 grand. <laughs> and you can do something else with it. At that point, do you need the, in, the income? No, we don't really need the income. Do you realize that at your passing, your spouse gets $80,000? Didn't know it. Didn't know it. And as a result, of course, kept it. Of course. Kept it. So, Annette... Uh, Audits, Ugh, sounds like the IRS. I, uh, it, it's actually a good thing. <laughs> In this case. I um, I met with a gentleman this week for the second time who has six annuities right now from a company I won't name <clears throat> um, that, on the you know, he, he was sold something that he thinks is great. Mm-hmm. And I think they've done a good job of brainwashing him. Ah. 
Um, so uh, I'm encouraging uh, an audit for him to just to, just to make sure you understand what you have because um, he's tempted to get yet another annuity um, with some um, money that he'll be coming into when he retires. And um, it's not always uh, a good idea, especially if you don't really know what he doesn't really know what they what he has, how they work. Mm. He's just kind of being sold the, like they'll not they'll never lose money. And it's not always the right solution. So you have to make sure you know what you have and what options you have. And um, he's one of those. It's one of those cases, too, where I'm a little worried that he might be has annuities he shouldn't have. Mm. You know, <laughs> that has been known to happen. Yeah. So audits are audits are good. Not like an IRS audit. The people That's a scary word. Right. People always say that. <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, right, your analysis uh, is spot on. Why do the buffoons in PA vote buffoons. for those ignorant, clueless individuals? <laughs> also, there uh, are there are apparently about sixteen billion dollars behind in utilities. Uh, many people are about ready to have their utilities turned off. It is a fascinating idea. If you have a problem with your electric utility, that happens. Sometimes because you didn't pay your bill because you ran into a problem or a pickle. Maybe it's a senior citizen, fixed income. Maybe it's a medical issue. If you are forced to drive an electric vehicle and they turn off your electric, now you can't go to your doctor. Mm. Now you can't go to your job, which makes you the money to pay off your utility bill. Yikes. Yikes. Mm. Yeah, crazy stuff. I have an email question. Please. It says, back when we were getting 5% or more on savings... In the bank, uh, the rates started to decline. The banks claimed it was due to the Fed lowering rates and they had to follow suit. Now the Fed is raising rates, but the banks are not doing so. Is it just greed? Am I justified in feeling resentful? You're darn right, buddy. No, <laughs> sorry. I'm just feeding the fuel. Um, <clears throat> this, this is actually far simpler to understand than it appears. Um, it's an issue. It's a business model. The banks pay you whatever they need to, to get sufficient money that they can relend in some form at a higher interest rate. Just that simple. So if the bank has demand, Hey, we can lend out a hundred million bucks this year and we're going to make on average 5% on that. We need to set to set our interest rates high enough that we can attract $100 million. And right now, that interest rate is attractive enough at 0. 0.2. What? Wow. What, how is that possible? It's because there are so many people that are being scared out of the stock market, so many more people who are in their senior years, much more conservative, mm. who are willing to take, I'm absolutely guaranteed, and it's 100% liquid, and I can see it every single moment, and it never goes down, and they will tolerate point two. In the alternative, there are fixed annuities that are paying 4, 4.1, 4.2, 4.3, for just three years, not for 10 years, 20 years. You don't have to lock it up for a long time. Why is they paying much higher? They need to pay higher to attract the money they need. It's just that simple. If you talk about the average person giving money to an annuity company at 0.2, 
Yeah. I have to time my money up for three years at point two. The answer is I'm not going to do it. Right. And for years during the previous administration, annuity fixed annuity rates were at 1.3, 1.4. How many times did people come in and bang on our door and go, I want one of those fixed annuities? <laughs> that would be never. Right. It, it wasn't enough. It, yeah. didn't it didn't attract enough. Well, it attracted enough to keep the companies healthy and safe and sound. Now, in order to attract new investment, it's got to be over 4%. So now, because people are attracted to opportunities elsewhere, like in a fixed annuity like you just described, um, they're taking money out of the bank to get those higher interest rates. So far, rates. just a very small percentage okay. are taking money out of the bank. So if that shifts, oh, then, then the bank has to increase. Has to. Yeah. Has to. And I guess, you know, there's a maybe lesser demand to borrow money at higher rates, but people will still need to borrow money um, at such a some yeah, extent. Yeah, when you say lesser demand, the uh, balances on credit cards. Through the roof. Because of inflation. Dramatically. Yeah. And those interest rates are only 17 or 18 oh, percent. enough. Maybe and the 20. Bank, bank pays you 0.2. <laughs> I wonder if they're profitable. Uh, hmm. I'll think about that later. Time to get jiggy with it. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that's what I was thinking. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Alyssa at askmtm.com. We'll take your calls, your emails after this. Yes, I did. got to cut that off quick because if we don't, Alyssa will start dancing and she'll be six feet from the microphone and of no use to the show for the rest of the show. True. True that. True that. Thank you. <laughs> she just called me homely. Wow. That's very harsh. It's accurate. <laughs> totally appropriate. It's not so hard of hearing because I said homey. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. It's too much fun. Uh, hey, a lot of the golfers yesterday were on the senior side. Mm. Yeah, so I saw a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, when Gene comes off the course feeling like one of the young whippersnappers, you're like, oh, hmm, hmm. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Good people. Oh, my gosh. Good, good people. Speaking of good people, that's you folks. And if we can answer your questions, we have 21 and a half minutes left to do that for you. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. And uh, Gene at askmtm.com as well. And if you are in Sicily or anywhere else that you have access to the internet, then all you need to do is go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com morethanmoneyonline.com. Uh, hit the Listen Live button and you get the entire show. Of course, I'm not sure, is it of any value if it's all English? Not to, um, not to my cousins. Not to your cousins. Okay. <laughs> also, of course, I don't know how, you know, 
IRAs work in Sicily if they even exist. I don't know about their laws and the you know all of their. I'm sure that they have um, equally competent political leaders in Sicily. Yes, they do. <laughs> so, any comments we might have about idiots? You're, they're they're going I'm with you. Yeah, that's <laughs> universally, yeah. Um, internationally. That is an inter accurate international. Yeah. <laughs> Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Just really quickly, after the show, I'll be stopping in Moorestown, uh, nine forty six and five twelve, at the uh, Holy Cross for their yard sale and bake sale. And uh, hopefully, if you are out and about, you'll stop up there. I'll probably be there ten fifteen ish or so, and uh, be there for a short period of time as my wife has a honeydew list that will kill a moose. <laughs> and yet she thinks I can get it all done. I have one of those of my own. Yeah. Your honeydew list is calling yourself honey. Yes. Okay. I'm really nice to Hey, me. honey. Hey, honey, do uh, that. Hey, honey. I uh, got you. Um, so we've got that going circle uh, September 6th uh, in the evening, Tuesday evening, 730, as a new season of More Than Money comes to PBS. Uh, circle... Um, September 9th, which is our More Than Money Folds of Honor uh, live event in our More Than Money World Headquarters in the Holy Lands. And I think I've covered all that. 610-720-7900. Young lady, young lady. I don't know why I think. Well, young lady writes, my 401k has dropped like everybody's, but I still keep putting my money in. I have faith the economy will come back and my investments will go up. See, lights, lights mm -hmm. at the end of the tunnel. Some of my friends at work have stopped putting money into their 401ks and say they'll start back when the market bottoms out. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> my apologies. Do you know which of these ways of doing things will work out best? Wow. I sure would like to be right for once. Oh, Aww. bless her. Bless her. We all listen to your show and have agreed you get to settle the bet. <gasps> oh, wow. No pressure, Gene. I'm okay. You can handle it. I can I'll, handle it. I'll be all right. <laughs> my, wow. stomach, my stomach hurts. <laughs> no. Well, that's fun. Pressure is we've missed three putts, and we only have one putt left on a three-foot birdie putt. That's pressure. I know. Uh, Tell me about I, it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a girl that we volunteered to let her drive the car. Yeah. Went, no. no. You want to go out on the golf course, and you, you can drive the car and drink beer. Uh, no. <laughs> so golf not being her, <clears throat> not being her, 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 uh, her jam. No, it's not my jam. Okay. All right. So who's right? You are. You are correct. You Congratulations. Are, you are doing the right thing. Um, so the, the Dow went down 3% yesterday. I guess all the indices were about down three, about yeah. roughly three. So let's just say we, we're using a simple example um, you, you are investing in your 401k in a series of mutual funds that are well-managed. Uh, 401ks, sadly, are kind of lagging the investment industry with uh, their investment offerings. They're getting better. They're not fantastic. They're getting better. Did I remember to say they're not fantastic? Mm. Yeah, they're not fantastic. But uh, in general, you will still find lots of 401ks that have a very robust lineup Lots of them offer Vanguard funds, uh, T. Rowe Price funds. They'll offer Fidelity. They'll offer a nice mix, and many of them have very low expense ratios. So um, 
pick uh, a year ago, a year ago, um, I'm, I'm using very round numbers. They're not intended to be precisely correct, but you'll get the idea. A year ago, you had the opportunity to buy shares in companies that you really like at $100 a share. Okay. And now they're 90 What your friends have said is, I really don't want to buy those on sale. I would really prefer to pay full price. So I'm going to wait until the market rebounds so I can pay full price. What you have said is, you know what? I'm really happy to own them. I think long-term they have excellent prospects. I'm really happy with the management that I've got in my funds. I would like to buy them on sale. Mm -hmm. And you're getting them at 10% off. If you've been buying as you have, good for you, as you have, um, paycheck by paycheck through this entire year, there were moments when you were paying not 90 cents on the dollar, you were paying 75 cents on the dollar. Mm -hmm. There were moments uh, at the end of the first quarter where the markets were off 20, 25%. And if you indeed were staying consistent, doing dollar cost averaging, which is what that's called, and getting yourself, and getting yourself, um, isn't that, eh, yeah, I think. Um, getting yourself consistently putting money into the market as you have over many, many years, you've been benefiting. They've been getting uh, 0.2. One other observation is the friends say they'll start investing when the market bottoms out. Yeah. And I'd like to know um, where I could get one of the crystal balls. That, that whole they psychic have. thing. That's very yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, how do they know when the market no, bottoms out? No, they're very out? psychic. They're very cool. And then they wait and they think, I think there's another month. And then and then in that month, the market rebounds up, you know, 12%. And they, mm. oops, miss their opportunity. And now they're buying that same company stock for $110. Mm. Oops, I didn't know when the market was going to bottom o- out. Oops, I did it again. Britney Spears. Uh, look, look at that at reference. You. Look at that me being all current. <laughs> current Britney, please. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, we'll see about that if you wish to do that. Uh, so, young lady, you're doing exactly the right thing. The folks who are waiting for the bottom are uh, banking on their psychic abilities to make them profitable. Uh, I would suggest that they're, uh, and since you work with them, I think you'll understand when I say they're more likely to have psychotic abilities. <laughs> Than psychic abilities. Gene says that about his own coworkers as well. Actually, no. Gene says that about himself. <laughs> he says, Our coworkers are a little psychotic. Oh, we all are. That's it's what, fantastic. Yeah, that's how we work uh, so well together. We are the luckiest people on the planet. We were visited by good friends this week from uh, Atlanta who came up. Uh, there are partners on uh, the compliance side and, and the trading platform side, and they're good friends, good people. And uh, we shared lunch. Um, and, and we admitted we, we were using them. We were just using them as a convenient excuse for the rest of us to get together and have lunch yes. and just be ridiculous and, and have great fun. Um, our training program for our new More Than Money uh, employees is really quite simple. Uh, we take our work here very seriously. We don't take ourselves very seriously at all. 610-720-7900. Excellent. Good. We'll go to the phones and we'll talk to Al. Al, good morning. Hi, Al. 
Good morning, Gene. Good morning, Alyssa. I'm really excited to have you back. Uh, you both work so good together. Great show. And I wanted to tell you, my ancestors came from Santo Stefano di Camastra in Sicily. So that was really fun hearing you reminisce about your trip. Aww, and then I heard you talk about if the IRA laws in Sicily or Italy are like they are here. I have no idea. But I just wanted to share this. I think it's pretty cool. My ancestors are all gone now, but they used to send money back to the old-timers in Sicily mm -hmm. after they immigrated here. And in the USA, you could send as much money per year as you wanted out of this country because we were free. Mm -hmm. But I know there was a limit to how much you could take out of the Italian banks and send anywhere else in the world. Oh, wow. And anyway, oh, and by the way, your son, Young, what's his uniform number, may I ask? Yes, Andrew is number nine. Beautiful, because we watch a lot of high school football on TV. We didn't get Nazareth last night, but I know during the year we're going to get it. We'll be looking for number oh, nine. Thanks, Al. You know, next right, Welcome back, and great show, guys. Thank Have a nice so day. Thank you so much. You too. God bless. Yeah, nice. last night's game was not televised because it wasn't a great, you know, matchup. There were some really good games last night that got the attention on TV. Parkland Easton. Uh, Parkland Easton and Emmaus Freedom. How'd that turn out? Uh, Emmaus won. Wow. I think it was, uh, don't quote me, but 1912, 1913-something 19, like that. Yeah, 1912 was like 110 years ago, oh, so, yeah. that's probably so that's probably not the same. Wrong. Um, but yeah, I would imagine that the Parkland at Nazareth game on this coming Friday night would be on TV, so um, you have to check the listings. But um, thanks, Al, um, and definitely I appreciate rooting for number nine. And, um, and Sicily. And Sicily, yeah. Uh, what a great place to um, have it, your family. And um, it's ne I love that I have such a direct like connection to where I, you know, I come from. What a blessing to your daughter. Oh. What a blessing for her to see cultures and to see the world. And to travel and to be uh, um, become comfortable in different environments. And uh, now, again, in the interest of full transparency, uh, Joanna is uh, Alyssa's daughter. She's 13. Almost. Almost 13. And uh, if I had a granddaughter, I would want it to be her. <laughs> She's incredibly special and, and, and very, very bright and and skilled and talented in, in every way that you can possibly think of it. It is as a parent to have the opportunity to, to broaden their experiences and, and give them that, that depth, that depth um, that allows them to start seeing things w with a different eye is just fabulous. And I'm so happy for it. Now she has, uh, turned her back on uh, all of us here and uh, all the people who love her. Says she's moving back to Sicily and, and, and has no concern whatsoever. So I'm a little hurt. I think it's a little harsh. But uh, that's uh, I, I congratulate you and your entire family for Thanks. that, for, for, for giving her that opportunity. One of the things that I recall as a young man growing up very was the polite term is of modest means. And we had uh, my mom and dad, six kids, and my grandma in a house that was about 1,200 square feet. I had f three brothers, so there were four boys sleeping in a room with f three beds. <laughs> Interesting. So the very first time I flew on a plane, I was 18. Flew on a commercial plane. I was in Cessnas and that kind of stuff, but flew in a commercial plane. I was 18, and I was 
really shaken by that, by the experience. Oh, yeah. And Juliana at 18 will have been traveling the world for <laughs> years and that won't shake her. So her horizon, her future, her vision is now so much broader. That's fabulous. Good for you. Thanks. Good for you. I'm really proud of her because she um, appreciates it. She recognizes, that, you know, that she had a unique experience mm. and a great opportunity. She took advantage of it. She tried new foods. She was up for everything we did. She didn't complain that she wanted to stay at the bed and breakfast and, or she was and tired. And play video games? Right. No, she uh, wanted to be part of everything and enjoyed everything and um, was grateful for it. And mm. um I was, I'm really happy that she soaked it. I knew she would. It's a great age. I would recommend to parents who, if, if you have, you know, kids, I mean, she is special, I'll admit. But um, <laughs> I, I do think it is a great age um, to do that because, you know, when they're a little older, they might be more closed off to other opportunities because they're self-absorbed in their... Not if you start mm. when she's this age. Right, right, right. So uh, We are very, very blessed. Uh, our daughters are close. Mm-hmm. And very close to their mom, and that's uh, that started when they were children, infants, toddlers, and right on through, and they still remain really, really close. If you f- figure, hey, when they're out of college and they're in their early twenties, I'll start getting really close to them. That's called an error in mm-hmm. judgment. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Uh, Lissa at askmtm.com wife writes my husband read an article online that said the smartest retirement idea is to sell our house and buy an RV <laughs> according to what he read we would save all the money that we pay in real estate taxes maintenance and hotel bills when we travel I can't even imagine living the rest of our lives in such a cramped space and what do we do when we want grandkids to come visit uh, please help me convince my husband that this isn't the smartest idea Okay. <laughs> um, so more than money, miracle workers. <laughs> more, more than, you know how I would I would start the I, answer to that. I'm begging you okay. to start. <laughs> so he's talking about it from a financial perspective of savings, lower expenses, right? So that that's what he's looking at. But let's let's answer the question of the best retirement idea is. To make sure that you are happy, mm. comfortable, and feeling like you have the quality of life that you need and you can feel like a productive member of either society and or your your family. So it sounds to me like that um, method of retirement, that situation, would not check any of those boxes for you. You wouldn't be comfortable because you just described it as a cramped space. You wouldn't be able to spend time with your grandkids the way you want to. Is that, I think the first question you need to ask yourself about how do I retire is how do you want to spend your time? Mm. What do you want your life to be like? Mm -hmm. The financial part comes second to that. You have to, you have to match up your money and in your financial solutions and, and your strategy to accommodate the first part. And if living in an RV is not how you want to spend your time, then it doesn't matter that it's cheaper. It's not the answer to your retirement. <laughs> uh, because plan. if you want to s- save money, homeless encampments are very, very reasonable. There, I know where one is on the river in Salt Lake City. <laughs> Salt Lake City. 
And if you can get a refrigerator box, those are at a premium. They're at a premium <laughs> on a couple tarps. I'm talking about dirt cheap. Um, ironically, I saw the same article. It's in, a, it's in a national publication. It says one of the smartest things you can do in retirement is because you don't have to mow the lawn. You don't have to shovel the sidewalks. No, sometimes you'd have to drive your RV, your $250,000 RV or whatever, through icy roads and snow pass and risk your life. Um, you're right. You don't have to pay maintenance because RVs never need maintenance. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Uh-huh. And, of course, now that uh, fuel prices are so reasonable, uh, you won't have to pay hotel bills because you won't be able to afford to drive to a hotel. <laughs> it's just um, now I, I tease because I can. It's my show. But the reality is uh, I've spoken to dozens of people who not with the idea that they were going to sell their home and live in the RV, but with the idea that they, an RV is the best. And literally the positive experiences are about one out of 10. First couple, really fun, really great. Then long-term, especially if you park your RV anywhere from where you can see it from inside your house and you watch it sit and depreciate while it's covered by a tarp and those silly little tire covers and losing value and you're still writing a check for 1100 bucks a month or 1500 bucks a month or 2200 bucks a month paying the thing off and it hasn't moved in four months? Oh. Now, is it possible that for one-tenth of one percent of America this is work? Sure. Yes. Absolutely. Particularly folks who used to be married... <laughs> and suggested it to their wives and she went knock yourself out i'll be right here see you. who's going to do the maintenance my boyfriend i mean i'll get somebody the guy i've been seeing i mean i mean i'm sure my grandson will help out not not the guy i've been seeing <laughs> so so see you don't want to be you uh very similar. I have seen so many articles over the year by the way from the same nationally recognized publication expatriates if you really want your money to stretch oh you want to live like a king on social security just leave america go live in central america central america is very that's always where they kind of point now i've been to central america costa rica and and uh, a number of other countries there costa rica in particular one of my favorite places it's beautiful people are lovely oh and it's so accommodating it's only four hours away I mean, in, instead of like Hawaii, you got to travel like for the rest of your life to get there for three days. Uh, Costa Rica, you'll you'll be there by late this afternoon. Okay, you'll you. be you'll be on the Pacific Beach. You'll be in an infinity pool sipping uh, um, mojitos, okay. and life is grand. And then you want to come home because just me, it's not America. It's not the United States of America. It's a beautiful place. They're wonderful people. That's not the point. I, I want to turn my back on the country that's provided me every opportunity to succeed far beyond my dreams so that I can have a gardener that I pay a dollar a day because they're Costa Rican. Yeah. You know what? Some brilliant financial ideas are too stupid to be taken seriously. Yeah. Did I just call him? I, 
he's not stupid. He's the not article saying, was. The article's stupid. He's just some he's, people might enjoy that, but it sounds to me like this woman would not. And I mean, if you want to get divorced in your retirement, then maybe it's a good plan. But if you would like to stay married, then you're going to have to come up with another another plan. Uh, by the way, we I've also seen articles about um, what do they call it? the graying of divorce. Mm-hmm. That the the divorce rate for folks in their fifties and sixties and seventies is just skyrocketing. I think it's because of articles like this. I think so, too. <laughs> I think guys read something and go, hey, this is really cool, honey. This is what we're going to do. See ya. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't let the screen door. Well, uh, I, you know, I'm taking that retirement income certified professional course, and uh, um, parts of it have focused on how people have married couples often have very differing views mm. of what their retirement should look like or what they want. And that's um, a really important conversation to have that people often don't don't have. So you do need to talk about your priorities and your goals and um, kind of find some compromises so that you quality you know, of life. Yeah, exactly. Quality of life. Speaking of quality of life, uh, unlike our competitors, uh, wannabes who when they do a financial show every Literally every 90 seconds. So call now. Hey, call 1-800. There's operators standing by. Just call now. Schedule your free appointment. Uh, we get uh, we get client, we, we get audience members who get annoyed with us because we only announce our contact information once a show. Yep. And it's at the end. I got to stand around till 10 o'clock. Yeah. If you have any questions, concerns, that you feel it would benefit from a second opinion meeting with a more than money advisor, folks that we have handpicked, not simply for their financial acumen, which is immense, but for their caring and their compassion for the folks that uh, they serve. All you have to do is ask. That's easy. You can send Alyssa an email, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. You can send me an email, Gene, G-E-N-E at askmtm.com. Uh, though I'm not taking clients currently, I meet with lots of folks who come through our office and say hi and exchange hand, handshakes and hugs. It's great. And of course, if you um, wish to learn more about us, go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. And you can always go old school, 610-746-7007, 610-746-7007. Great to have Alyssa back. Hopefully you'll be back next week right here on More Than Money.